Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. We're back. Hey Rob, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. It's nice to come back. Was it been a week off now? I think ten days or so, but anyway, it was good. Did was Santa Claus good to you? Oh yeah. I'm I'm lucky, I'm fortunate. Santa Claus is always good to me. Oh, that's that's good. Did you get any podcasting gear for uh for Christmas? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I ordered some stuff. I'm going to do a little different approach with my teleprompter going, going forward, oh. but, uh, but it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot better. So it's my, <laughs> my plan. I'm, I've been struggling with the, the Android tablet with, for my teleprompter. So it keeps wanting it to go dark on you. Well, well, I found out that they have, um, what's called, you know, it's like a camera monitor, um, mm -hmm. that, that you can get that are smaller that actually have all those capabilities and you can, it's basically a full monitor. Oh. Um, and a lot of, a lot of photographers will attach these little monitors to the top of their cameras. Right. So they can see a larger screen when they're taking pictures. Uh, yep. 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 So that's, that's what I'm going to get. So you're getting one of those mini ones to put on top. No, it's actually, it's, it's, a uh, it's about the size of a, of a, um, tablet it's around nine oh, to ten okay. inches uh, but it's a full monitor well it's you know full, you, you know how i see you right <laughs> i see you in a television i have a tv right here a full tv right. in the back right and, and i'm in one box you're in another and actually if i do this it's about straight on with you i can actually just look at you i don't have to when we were back in hawaii i had to do this you know right. I, had to, I had to look behind me a little bit but yeah. So that's the thing now is using teleprompters as a, as basically a, um, as a mirror of, 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 of video, not so much just text. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you do a search in YouTube, uh, you can find demo videos that people are putting together about how to use teleprompters with, um, like zoom meetings and things like right, that. So you right. can actually look right at the camera and see who you're talking to versus what most people do is they're, they're always looking down or yeah. up or over. Or My challenge with putting a teleprompter in here is that I'm literally that close. My fingers, for those of you watching is about three inches from the camera lens. So it's real right. hard to put a, a teleprompter because that sticks out about that much further. Yeah, it, it does. It does create some other <clears throat> challenges too. I mean, I'm, I'm using a camcorder here. I'm using a Sony, uh, a 4k camcorder. Right, right. Um, I mean, a lot of the folks on online on, on YouTube, if you go in and you want to get, you know, learn about getting one of these things set up is they're using like a mirrorless SLR. Right. Uh, it, is what most of them are using today. Um, so, which may be better. I don't know. I think it's because well, you can change out the lenses. Right. Right. So you can get more of a macro lens. Yep. yep. Where, where I, I think a, a camcorder is really focused on kind of like zoom and mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, it's not going to give you a macro kind of view of things. See, I've got a remote control here. And for those of you watching, my Zoom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can zoom in and out. Is right? is all the way out right now, but on the opposite token, I can go way in. But the problem is, is I just don't have enough focal length to right. you know because the camera is 
here's the challenge. I can move this desk back a little bit, you know, and move the cameras a little bit. But it's, it was one of the reasons why I was thinking about busting out this wall when I built the studio, but I decided not to. So I'm really kind of, it's room constrained or design constrained is what it is. Yeah. I think you got to back up a little bit more on your camera there because I'm, are you, oh yeah, you might be blurry. Exactly. I have so to, I got so to re- refocus now. Oh. So that's that's what it is. Is uh, I I knocked the focus out. So let's see if I can get the focus back in. Is that right? Yeah these these cameras can be a little little touchy um, on their settings and white balance. I mean I mean yeah you definitely have to tinker no, around the wrong with way. With, than you would, let's say, uh, you know, like a webcam, you know, like a Logitech 920, you just plug that baby into your USB port and you're good to go, where these things are a little bit more challenging. So I think Um, I'm resharpened, so you should be able to see clear now. So, and another thing you don't do is you don't turn on autofocus. You know, you leave autofocus turned off because they'll have a tendency to... To readjust. Readjust, and it's weird, so... but. And it's, you know, it's not easy. Video is more challenging, that's for sure. But the majority of you are doing audio. You don't care. I, I did have a call today talking about a guy that was introducing video and how they're going to do it. Radio dude. Mm-hmm. Someone's been on radio for years. And he's going to okay, this is what I'm doing next year. I'm doing video. And then I'm adding this component and why. And and can I do a video podcast? And so that does like, yep, no problem. Just be prepared. And they, they were like, we don't care about the cost. So. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, I got into a discussion on Facebook um, up with some folks um, that were talking about the article that, that was written up at, um, as part of the Pacific content um, platform around predictions for 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole discussion came up around um, how – Many commenters in there were saying, "How and are we going to look back at uh, 2020 and neglect or feel like we we neglected a greater focus on shorter length content <laughs> um, and content that didn't have uh, as much um, what they were saying, kind of like uh, nonsense at the beginning of the show." Oh, um, well, they love, so they don't like you, nonsense, huh? I guess, you know, it's, it's the aspect of, you know, people get frustrated because you're not getting to the point, right? Or no, getting they, to the content. They you don't want to listen. We've talked about this many times on the show. They don't want to listen to the show I just recorded this morning as my end of the year show then. Yeah. I mean, and it, and my comment to them was, it's like, um, but yet you're complaining about these shows that have like, like the first 15 minutes is, you know, the host talking too much about things that aren't focused on the, the show itself. Right. But yet they're listening. Mm-hmm. I said, well, if you don't like that show because they're doing that, why are you continuing to listen to it? Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's the whole selective uh, aspects of podcasting too. You create content based on what you, the podcaster want to do. It's like this show, right? Mm-hmm. One could make the case that we're, we're not, you know, 
professionally produced or, <laughs> you know, we're, we don't plan ahead. We, you know, we don't. all those things could be seen as negative things about this show. Right. Um, but yet here, here we are mm-hmm. 12 years later have built a decent size audience and a following for the show. And what's it built on? It's built on real authentic conversations. And the so, feedback we got from the last show was don't change anything. Right. And they, and of course the, there was no commentary though about whether we should go down from one, uh, two shows to one show again, which I'm kind of leaning towards, to be honest with you. But I think that, uh, here's what it is. In the end, you record your show, unless you are, okay. If you're a radio station, you have a boss and he tells you play these 10 shows on the playlist and he writes you a paycheck to do that. You mm-hmm. play those 10 shows that are on that playlist and you go home and you be happy with that, that you have a job. Right. If you are working for a podcast media creation company and they are paying you to do a show in a certain format, you do that show in a certain format. But if you're an independent podcaster, you do the show any single way you want. And if anyone tells you differently, you flip them the bird and say, there are no rules. I do what I want to do. Right. And, and what's, what was interesting about this discussion is that it was, it was happening uh, with folks from the radio industry. Oh. Um, uh, Fred Jacobs posted a comment this was on LinkedIn. It wasn't on okay. Facebook, but, um, the article up, you know, above the post was the, the Pacific content one, um, right. talking about the 14 podcast predictions for 2021 by industry leaders. So you had a lot of, um, a balance of radio industry folks posting in here, what predictions were going into the new year, uh, and podcasting folks and F- Fred Jacobs from the Jacobs media folks, he posted in here, okay, unpopular opinion here, but I think we may look back at this long period of 45 minutes to an hour podcast as part of the reason the platform of podcasting didn't grow more quickly. Well, is I, his I, I comment. just grow more quickly. Right. Oh, oh, uh, Fred, 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 I hope you're listening to the show. Um, my team has worked harder than they have in the entire time we've been in business to the point of, I'm not going to say collapse, but my team's tired. We, we've had one significant year of growth. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure it's accurate to say that we haven't been growing relatively quickly. I think that the medium has been growing faster than we have ever seen before. 2020 Um, will be an inflection year of one of the, we added a million, a million shows in 2020. A million. What people are talking about here is people are really talking about um, audience growth, right? Um, Not new shows. I think the opinion here is, is that maybe the shows that are there, a lot of them are not very good quality. We, I well, think we, that's the that's I, the general theme. The, that the audience growth has been equally tremendous, right? So, we, in in another comment from a radio industry f- from the 
the Cumulus Media folks, which is a big radio network, yeah. uh, posted in here as part of this thread and say, in many cases, the first rambling, uh, repetitive 15 minutes could be cut and no one would know the difference or care. Most could <sighs> use a good editor and some basic training and show prep. So I suppose it's not supposed to be radio shows, but human nature is what it is. And we already know a lot about how it works. Well, I think you're assuming that you know how it works because that's what you've always done in radio. And radio is short segmented, tune in, tune out medium, which right. is different than podcasting. Right. Podcasting is relationships. Right. And it's about conversations. It's that's about right. connection. Uh, it's not about getting in, listening, and then getting out. No. That, that's not the goal with podcasts. No, I, I agree. It's not the goal. It may be right. their goal and good luck with yeah. that format. There's going to be certain people that's going to appeal to. And like I told them, I, I said, heck, knock yourself out, create, create a bunch of 15 right. minute podcasts. I think it's fantastic. I believe me. I'm not just being, no. I'm, I'm not being cynical or teasing here. There's a great opportunity on right. the short form content side and podcasting. I would not Both do my tech show. I would not, I would quit if someone told me you have to do two minutes of intro and get into the, right to the meat. I'd quit. I'd quit. I'd be like, not worth it. Right. It's, I, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. And so, you know, I continued this discussion with this, this group about this concept because I think that there's a, a feeling that there's like this, um, this increase of perception that we have to up our game now, right? We have to get higher quality. We have to cut out the riffraff. We, we, we have to throw away what really was the foundation of this medium and, you know, be, be more like radio, <laughs> I think is the idea, right? Which is high, highly polished, highly formatted, highly whatever. And somehow that's perceived as what's quality. Okay, and so that's that's the danger zone here. What is the number one talk radio show in the in the United States right now? And it's easy to know. It's Rush Limbaugh. He's dying. He's got terminal cancer. Right. And he's talking about his he's lucky to still be here. He's talking about uh, himself, his personality. People tune into that show for him and what's going on with him and his perspectives. Now, if something befalls him and he loses his battle with cancer, the, it his whatever they call it, golden IB or I, I'm not, I don't follow it. Mm -hmm. But what becomes of that? There's no voice. There's no person. He's has step-ins and stuff that come in and do it. What happens with that? Who's the predecessor? There's no predecessor. Now, who's the number two and number three? Well, again, some conservative talk host. And even though some of them are not super personable and are more to the point and are, are tack dogs or whatever their, their genre right. is, right. Um, there's still a certain level of commentary. Now, some will argue that that is, some people say it's crap, but some people will argue that's good radio. Yeah. And if they're the number one, if, 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 if Rush Limbaugh is the number one talk show 
And Howard Stern is the number one uh, satellite terrestrial show. They're always talking about Stern, always having conversation, always having intermixing of the team. Well, that and and, and Rush talks about himself a lot. All the time. So this is, and and this is. And so does Howard Stern. So does all these guys. Sure. So so I'm not sure where. I don't get it. Where the line is that they're that they're, they're seeing here, you know, the comment from another poster in here says, "I was driving, but otherwise, sure, I can fast forward." Um, but it just felt like every podcast took forever to get to why I tuned in. wasn't ideal experience. Uh, then, then find another show. I know exactly. That's the answer, right? Find why another are you listening show to it. I mean, it isn't like you 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 stop listening, to right? That. So you're just complaining because your assumption of what it should be doesn't right. align, be- but yet you're still accepting it. And I think everyone listening to the show knows very well there's no rules. You do it your way. What makes you happy? Please, right. please, we don't need we don't need a bunch of radio people. Well, and what is getting to the point? I mean, really, at the end of the day, if you have a relationship with your audience, right, and it's a personal medium, isn't that part of engaging with your audience? Is that a personal level I and think so. talking about things? And and if the show declines based on that, then that's the consequence, mm-hmm. right? Um, but <laughs> I I believe you create a show, the content creator, and this is what I told them all. I said the content creator creates the show they want to create. That's right. And the audience self filters to mm-hmm. that show. It doesn't go the other way. Yep. I mean, and but I do feel this pressure on podcasters to say, create a show that your audience wants. That's great, but that may not be the best way to get to it because that may not make you happy. You're going to be like sick, right? Because this is a this is a passion medium. It's not a a business. And now granted, some podcasters look at this as a business, right? right? And, and what do businesses do? Businesses create products and services that cater to the needs of a particular customer base, right? So if you're thinking about your podcast as a business, maybe mm-hmm. you do need to think like that. But I believe a lot of podcasters don't look at it this way. Don't look at it that way. So there's, um, let me see if I can find it. Because I want to share this. And, and, and this is a YouTube perspective let me see if i'm on the right thing here uh i've got um all right so as an example see if i can find these folks <sighs> probably on the wrong dang thing here so i have yeah i am let me let me switch hang on here your channel. No, no, no. I want to go to switch account. There we go. Go to my account and go to my oh. subscriptions. I just want to. Okay. So there's this uh, YouTube channel called Expedition Evans. They're, they are replacing a, a remodeling a shipwrecked sailboat. I love this couple. I tune into this show because of them, not what they're doing. Another couple lives in, in Utah. Trent and Allie is the YouTube channel. Love the channel. 
love what they're doing, love their personalities. I tune in for them. They they could be rowing across the ocean in a in a metal sailboat, or it, it doesn't matter. In in a in a uh, something with the rubber tires, and I would tune in for them. Right. Um. And there's that's what I'm attracted to. And same thing with podcast. There, there's more to the story here. That there's we have great storytellers. Yes. We have great interviewers and we have people doing great shows, but I turn in for personalities. Yeah. And my audience teases the living hell out of me about stuff that I do all the time that's dumb. And I have newcomers that come to the show on, on a periodic basis that says, hey, I had to scroll 15 minutes ahead in your show to get to the content. And I always reply. It's the way the show's been since day one. If you don't want to hear the commentary at the beginning, the content starts about 15 minutes in. Yeah. And what we live in, Rob, is a world where people have no damn patience. Yeah. Well, that certainly contributes to this perception that shorter is better is because I don't want to commit to anything. I commit right. to a relationship with the host. When my pe- when my fans meet me, they know who I am. And when we pick right. up a conversation, it's me that's filling in the gaps. Right. But they know who Todd is already. What you see yeah. is what you get. And I think anyone that's on this program tonight can probably agree that both of us, when we meet people at trade shows, to listen to this show, what you see is what you get. We're, we're the same people. Yeah. You know, Eileen, you've met both Rob and I. Are we the same in person as we are on this show? You know, I, I can say pretty much we are. We may not be as animated. We may not be as restricted <sighs> in some of the things we say. Yeah. That's fair. But... That's the purpose of this medium is I want people to get to know us. Though I think that there's a a bigger takeaway. Um, And I think it's, it's not limiting our thoughts on what this medium can do and what it, what it's capable of doing. And, and, and I think that's the takeaway that I took away from this conversation too, is that there is a place for highly produced podcasts. Mm -hmm. There is a place for, for, casual conversation sure and it's okay you know if if that's not what you want to listen to then don't listen to it and there's it's, full. <laughs> it's it's about choice i mean if you want to listen to npr programming that's very scripted very you know the same kind of cadence it's very branded it's very you know you know what you're going to get you know that's what you get with npr or wnyc when you listen to an independent podcast you know, it's like a box of chocolates. You right. don't know what you're going to get. Right. And that's kind of the, the magic of it too. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of shows that come and go. There's a lot of shows that start and fade and go away. Uh, and we debate that issue over here, but the key takeaway is, is that this is a blank, blank slate. It's a, it's a white canvas of whatever you want to create. And that's, 
that's what makes this medium special. It doesn't have to follow a, a format, especially one coming out of radio. <laughs> Breaking news. Those of you that uh, grew up in the era of Gilligan's Island, Mary Ann, who is known actually as her real name, Don Wells, mm-hmm. died today of causes related to COVID. She was 82. So, wow. so Mary Ann has uh, departed the pattern ripped to her. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of young fellas had a crush on <coughs> Mary Ann. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, lots of, lots of good people are getting taken by this. So, uh, anyway, breaking news. History, but yeah, you know that does could have happened anyway, right? Right. I mean, people die every yeah. day. So. But I will tell you, my. Uh, you know, I don't want to really break the topic here, but uh, I think the the adage of there's no rules in podcasting applies. And if the people on radio want to create content that fits the exact genre of content that they think is going to be successful, knock yourself out. Yeah. And welcome Nobody's to and, in the way and, of them and doing something different here. Welcome, just to, welcome to the party. Out the fact that there's it doesn't. Not everything has to be that way. <laughs> so was it contentious or was it a good discussion? It was a good discussion. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, everybody is, you know, um, people take their positioning from their perceptions <laughs> and it, and it right. wasn't, uh, it was a good, you know, it was a good conversation about it. I enjoy talking about this stuff because I think that the radio industry has a certain amount of perception of what this medium should become. And I think uh, if this is how people over there are thinking about the podcasting medium, it's kind of it's kind of missing the big picture of what's happening here. Um, that's all. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening in the space, but I've only been back in the office. Well, you know, I I, I blasted out uh, on the twenty third. I was answering email and stuff and setting up appointments. Uh, but when I got back Monday. Didn't work Monday. That's their email. But all day yesterday, and it, it, it maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but all day yesterday and this morning today, I've been occupied talking to people that are on Anchor that are moving. I've been hearing a, seeing a lot of questions about Anchor um, in the Facebook groups. Uh, I yeah. mean, a lot. I probably yeah. had 10, at least 10 yesterday that have well it's it's about the right timing period people are starting to look at their shows and uh i don't hear people moving from you know i don't i'm not getting calls from well i got a couple from you guys but that was before christmas i think you probably got a couple from us too who knows but as we horse trade all the time but it's been mm-hmm. really a lot of anchor shows here in the last two days uh, more than a dozen and um it i just what's going on over there i don't know and I, you know, I'll get to the bottom of it, but. Right. Hey Todd, one, one topic that I did want to talk about that seems to be bubbling in the podcasting space right now is, um, this new iOS app called clubhouse. And I think I mentioned it in prior, prior episode here I'll, to some degree, but a lot of folks seem to be in the podcasting space seem to be getting really excited about clubhouse. And I've been playing in it for probably two or three weeks now. I've done a few sessions over there, and I think it's a very interesting thing what's happening over there. Um, 
I'm not and, familiar with it at all. Yeah, it's it's a conversational uh, platform is what is what I would call it. It's uh, topic based, um, almost. Todd, as you think about the past in podcasting, you know, PodCamps. Do you mm-hmm. remember that concept mm-hmm. uh, back in the early days, uh, back in 2007, eight timeframe when PodCamps were popular? What a PodCamp was, was kind of like a, um, a physical world event that would pop up in a city at, let's say, uh, a community college or at a community center or someplace an organizer would say, you know, we're going to have a pod camp at this address at this time, show up and uh, create your topics and we'll branch you off into a meeting room and you'll just have spontaneous conversations, right, mm-hmm. about various topics around podcasting. So that's kind of what's happening online now with this clubhouse. Um, and it's not specifically just about podcasting. I mean, there's all sorts of topics and, and Todd, I don't know if you've heard, but there's been a lot of controversial stuff that's been going on over there. But one of the big things that is very obvious there, it's a very diverse community, um, which is very interesting just in, in of itself, um, races, um, genders. I mean, it's very diverse, right? Um, which is fantastic because it creates a different kind of dynamic. Um, but people are podcasters and just people in general come in and will create a topic room basically and invite a bunch of people to come in and everybody, well, not everybody, but you can be invited to be like a co-host, right? To be up on stage and you usually have like one or two people that moderate the discussion. But those people that started the room or the discussion topic, it's it's a little bit like a panel session, Todd. But the panelists could be ten people, uh, or it could, and you could have three or four hundred people in the room listening mm-hmm. at the same time. And I I did a session like that um, with Esprit Devoria uh, about two and a half weeks ago. There was like three or four hundred people in this room. Uh, the specific reason was the fact that I was joining Clubhouse and we were going to talk about podcasting and people would jump in and ask questions. I, I spent two and a half hours answering questions to this group about podcasting. And 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 so, so Esprit was the host of this and she would invite people up on stage to participate in the conversation. And we at one point we maybe had 15, 20 different people that were – all talking up on stage and Mm. you had a, like an audience listening. And as people raised their hand, they could go up on stage and ask a question. And so that, that just kind of fueled the discussion and there's all sorts of topics that are coming up in, in clubhouse right now uh, around podcasting. So probably a good way to build content around a topic. Well, it is, but you know, this discussion came up in the most recent um, clubhouse session that I was involved in was, are we creating podcast distributable content here? Um, and some people are starting to record these things, right? And some of these sessions will go, I think uh, Clubhouse just put a limitation on a session there of four hours. Because some of these sessions were going on for eight hours. Whoa. Who has, time, had, for th- who has time for that? Well, people would come in and out of these, these rooms, it's, it's kind of like what happens in a virtual event, right, Todd, where, 
where you're doing a session and people come in and come out, people come in and come out. Well, that's what happens here too. People come in and come out. They bounce around to different sessions, right? So it's almost like a perpetual conference Hmm. of sorts, but the aspects of it are tapping into the, the roots of why all of us go to conferences. And that's the connections that are kind of a random conversation. So you can branch off and have a conversation with somebody private. You can create your own little group. But it's mostly, um, but is it video or is it sessions. audio only? It's it's audio only. So no video. So you're just responding yeah. on mic and. Right. So this discussion came up around recording these things, right? And creating podcasts out of them. Mm-hmm. And I had many people in the room, because I asked that question of a room of, it was like 40 or 50 people in the room. I said, you know, would you feel like you would have the same conversation in this room if you knew that it was being recorded? And I would say most people in the room said, I, number one, I don't know that I would participate. Number two, I would change what I would say. Really? Yeah. Because they're if, scared if, of. If they knew that what they were saying was going to be heard by, you know, a thousand people or something like that outside of this private group. Why? Why was that? I I think people feel freer to say things about ideas and concepts to a smaller group than they do an unlimited group of people. Maybe an employer would tune in, maybe a. Or a cancel culture type thing. Right. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's safety, right? Safety in some level of privacy, I hmm. think is what's going on here. And so these conversations, I'm a little dubious about even trying to pursue anything around making these things podcasts because maybe they, maybe they're better not being a podcast. Yeah, That's maybe. been my experience so far. Hmm. So it's an invite only community right now. And I know there's quite a few people that are frustrated that they haven't been able to get in. I definitely haven't got an invite. You going to send me one? I, I would, but (laughs) I'm all my invites are gone. So I only got three, three invites. Oh, so So, I I see how you are. (laughs) Well, you were out of the pocket there, sir. Yeah. Anybody got a clubhouse invite? Send me one. So as soon as I get one, I will send you one if you're interested. Yeah, so, definitely yeah. want to check it out. Hey, new yeah. breaking news. Email What's just that? Amazon closes 2020 podcast expansion with deal to buy Wondery. The deal has closed. So the be- the last big acquisition of the year, Amazon has has bought Wondery for wow. three hundred million dollars. Holy smokes! Oh, that is a reported price tag. Yeah, right. It's it's probably not official. So, hmm. Three. So, so where did you see that news come out? Inside radio. <clears throat> Interesting. Terms of deal which has not yet been closed were not released, but early reports suggesting Wondery could fetch a price tag of three hundred million million. We're pleased to announce that Wondery, an innovative podcast publisher with a tracker of creating and producing top-rated podcasts, well, that's not necessarily true, has signed an agreement to join Amazon Music, said Amazon. The announcement when the deal closes, nothing will change for listeners. They'll continue to be able to access Wondery podcasts through a variety of providers. Wondery's also repped companies, too. So the question is, what's going to happen to Hernan Lopez? 
is I don't even I don't even want to comment on that one. Because <laughs> I know you're working with the Podcast Academy. So that right. is that yeah. is the question. Does Herman Lopez I can say it. Does Herman Lopez move to Amazon or does he get his money and go to court? So hmm. Yeah. Well, Wondering has 16 podcasts and TV development. Yep. Okay. Mm. It, it says in the article, it says there was no immediate word on whether um, Hernan Lopez would remain with the company. So it wasn't disclosed as part of this announcement. Yeah, Rob, uh, do you know who's behind Clubhouse? I don't. Well, it's interesting. Why did you get asked that? Yeah, chat did. No, but I'm going to find out. But, yeah. But it looks like they've got enough invites that they've got a lot of people participating. So. Yeah, yeah. I I was on a platform, and I've got a matter of fact, if... um, my plan this year, and I've already committed to, to do a number of audio only shows and not do, you know, basically making sure that I'm staying honed on, cause here, you know, we're doing live right now and we can easily disconnect our audio listening audience. So I definitely want to do some shows, this show and my show that are audio only mm-hmm. that re- allows us to make sure we're, we're not forgetting the audio portion of this audience. And uh, I, so I test, I'm testing a platform right now that it's pretty high end from a perspective of being able to do you know, remote, re- basically two people calling in and recording. And mm-hmm. um, so maybe we can do a few shows on that in the future, but um, mm-hmm. don't want to say who it is yet. So I'm working another angle on it as well. So, but I'm a kind so of ex- do, you, do you think that there are some elements of this show um, that that we compromise on with our audio listening audience? Sometimes, and I don't think we realize it. Like it's, what? It's just you know, it's just I think we have to be. I might do it more on my regular show because I'm showing images all the time, mm. so I'm not necessarily showing images here. And we, I think we do a pretty good job of walking through stuff that we're discussing. But um, just making sure that, because, you know, that's an easy thing to do as as somebody that's live doing video is to forget that not everyone can see. And you have people that are strictly listening and we need to make sure that we're always keeping them first in our, in our, in our content creation here. So... I don't know if we do it. It, it. it just, you know, we'll have to cross check each other and you'll say, Todd, the listening audience don't know what you're talking about and vice versa. So, oh, someone said that uh, Rohan Seth is a person that created Clubhouse and I don't know who he is. Let me look and see if I can find him out. Yeah, so... So that platform may really be onto something because what it's doing is it's, yeah, 
I think it's it's creating a different dynamic in audio than has ever been created. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of any examples that I can think of in the past that you, are. You would think that they would similar. be. It's it's interesting that you say people would react differently, but I bet you there's going to be a lot of those sessions that are going to be recorded. That it's not being announced that it's being recorded. Well, that was the other part of it. Um, is that um, from what I gather, um, Clubhouse hasn't established a policy on this yet um, mm. around whether or not it's okay to record these things um, and put them out because it may violate their terms of service. Hmm. Um, so it just, I'm not sure that I'm clear on that. So are people I disclosing think, their full names and associations and that type of thing in these conversations? No, it's usually done in the app. So people don't refer to people's names much verbally because oh. people can see it in the app. Okay. Well, so, I mean, it, it happens occasionally, but I think it, it, it's a conversation that's more personal, right? Because you can see in the app who's talking. Mm -hmm. It like blinks at you, mm -hmm. right? So, you, and all they show is the first name. Yeah, They makes don't show sense. the full name. So when people talk to each other, they usually talk to each other just in their first name, not their last name. Gotcha. So, but I, I, I don't believe that they've established any kind of policies on that uh, around whether it's okay to even publish anything outside of the platform. So, but I have heard people say in the sessions that I've done that um, people are recording these things and are putting them out. As podcasts, I'm just not sure where, where, which ones, whatever. It'd be interesting to listen in on one of those. I'd love mm -hmm. to share one with you if I can figure out which one is doing that. And right. you can get an idea of what the dynamic is. Um, but it is different because, you know, like this show, you and I are talking, right? There's no one else True. even involved in the conversation unless we bring a guest in and actually from what the feedback that we get, a lot of our listeners don't like it when we bring a guest in. Right. So that's what's different about this is that the whole format of this is that there's a there's a room creator and a facilitator, but the room is there for all the attendees. It's not there for really for people up on stage. I don't think it's a great format for let's say a presentation. Mm -hmm. or even a panel discussion because people want to participate. They don't want to just. Well, at, to at panel but we got to admit too, at panel sessions, people want to come up and ask questions. There's always, right. but that's the format of this is like, let's throw a subject up there and then bring people in. And it's leaning towards, which maybe not be a good thing. It's leaning towards influencers. Right. So like, Famous people are joining these rooms, right? Celebrities. Like, I think one room the other day had, you know, like a singer MC Hammer join, join one of these rooms, right? Mm -hmm. Or, or celebrities. So it's starting to attract these big name celebrities that come in and they'll come in and crash these, these sessions. And, and those people will obviously get a lot of attention because th there's already people in that community that are, that have like, 1.5 million followers already. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how this thing is blowing up. 
Hmm. And I know we're spending a lot of time talking about it. So, well, and it's not really podcasting, but, but it is getting the attention of a lot of podcasters right now. So, Rob, it's, you've been affected by the lure, the shiny have, fishing lure. It's the shiny thing, right? Yeah. Hey, I will bring you a couple of podcast things. I got an email from folks over at Podmatch. They've opened up a shop and I made sure to be clarify it is specifically, and let me bring the screen up. Of course, Pod people, po, it's shop.podmatch.com. Shop.podmatch.com. Yep. Okay. And they are bringing in, did I just, yeah, I, hang on. I shot. Ah. Podmatch.com. I got to turn my phone off because I just lost you on the screen here. Um, they're creating a line of, this is just gear for podcasters. Of clothes. Right. Yeah, clothes. So they've got some t-shirts, some hoodies. Um, accessories. They have women's shirts, men's shirts. Yep. And, you know, so, you know, if you're looking for, you know, it's past Christmas already, but if you're looking for some stuff, and I think this is kind of cool. This is non-branded. You know, the Podmatch stuff is branded, but they've got a cool podcaster T-shirt that looks pretty slick. And yeah. uh, so anyway, I just thought I would, you know, uh, you know, no, I'm not endorsing. I'm just saying that they've got, they got a cool coffee cup that says, listen, subscribe, share, repeat. I, lo I love that one. Right. So there's a few things in here that. Uh, and sunglasses. Yeah, I'm not going to buy any sunglasses, but, uh, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a coffee mug that says podcaster. So again, there's got women's stuff too, hoodies and. But, uh, yeah, so it's shop.podmatch.com. You can check it out and uh, make sure you let them know that we've sent you over there. I got no cut on this, no no money on that. So, <laughs> so well, go ahead. Well, well, before we move on, um, Podmatch is a website, too. Yeah, Podmatch.com. Podmatch, right. And it says, we use AI to painlessly match ideal podcast guests and hosts together to produce high quality interviews. So yep. I guess they're in the uh, matching of guests with hosts. And business. I actually had a gal ask me the other day, you know, there's, there's like five of these now or 10. Yeah. Right. And some, and they said, we're going to create one of these sites where we match people. I'm like, well, have you tried the half dozen that are already existing? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, maybe Podmatch needs to supplement. I, you know, I, I'm just being facetious here. Maybe they're trying to supplement their income with the, uh, Right. With some merch, which, you know, I'm cool. You want to do some merch? It's fine. We need some merch for this show. We need someone to design us. Who, who is the designer here that's listening? We, we need some new media show merch. Merch. Yeah, we need a merch. Well, does the merch need to say something about podcasting is the question? Or yeah. are we just catering to the new media crowd? Well, you know, someone wants wherever to, that is. someone want to create us some cool stuff that caters to podcasters. Uh, you know, we're open for design, you know, Hey, we'll do it in conjunction with you. If you want to open, create a store. And this is what happened with Geek and Central. They, op I had one of my fans open a store and we share the revenue from that. So, so. I just did a search, Todd, in Google for new media. Uh-huh. And and it comes up with a definition. Oh, really? For, 
for new media is any media from newspaper articles and blogs to music and podcasts. They are delivered digitally from a website or email to mobile phones and streaming apps. Any internet-related form of communication can be considered new media. Well, uh, newspapers, old. Blogs, old. (laughs) Music, old. Podcasts, new. (laughs) Right. So it's the it's it's the transition from the from the old to the new, yeah. right, is is what this show is all about. Well, I well, I, I don't necessarily want to rename the show already. Again, we've done that before. Well, <laughs> and when you have a show that lasts as long as this show has, I can see how that can happen. <laughs> you know, because if if I go over to GoDaddy and I start thinking of a couple of domain names, it might work out real good for a new show name. Let me just right. do. Let me do the one I'm thinking about. Uh, taken. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> although I'm sure if I look at my 400 domains, I'd have one that would work. 400 domains. Yeah, That's I have, how many domain names you have? Yeah, domains? I have 400 wow. rela- podcast-related wow. domains. Wow, nearly, yeah, nearly 100 of them are for sale. I've had someone try to buy a couple and I said, you have to sign a 10 year non-compete with Blueberry and they didn't, uh, <laughs> they didn't. Caveat, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, if you're going to, you're going to buy a domain that might compete with my company, then you're going to have to sign a 10 year non-compete. <laughs> Especially okay, if you're gonna- Here's another definition of new media. New media are forms of media that are computational and rely on computers for redistribution. So, huh? So I guess, I mean, it's a, it's a broad topic for us. Um, we've taken advantage of that broadness at times because we talk about video, Mm -hmm. talk about, um, streaming platforms. I think we've had lots of topics relating to video on this show. And so, so I do have one domain that might work, Rob. You do? Okay. What's that? Podcast.show. Podcast.show. Huh. I own that. Really? Mm-hmm. Never eaten? Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but it really doesn't subscribe our mission here. It doesn't. Yeah. Podcast show is basically what the name of the show would be. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. That's that's going to be a hard one to win the Google game. Yeah, right. Yeah, which we've we've definitely won the new media show. Right, Google game. Although right. it would be fun to win that because the top results are NPR, Wikipedia, Spotify for podcasters. Those are the top three results. Time dot com too. For some reason, are the top. Right. So what what would be the podcast show? So tell oh, there's already some the, shows called the podcast show. Yeah. Is there any other aspects of this show? I'm just posing it to you mm-hmm. and to the audience um, that you think we're we're behind the times on, or we're not keeping up with, or is there an opportunity for us to to grow in a different direction? Right with this show is the market changing. Do we need to 
change somewhat. I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, okay. So for example, today you talked about the clubhouse, right? Right. That's a new media platform. Yeah. So we don't always talk about everything podcasting. No, we don't. You know, when Blab was big, we were talking about Blab we were talking a lot. About Blab. Or, or StreamYard. Yeah. Right. Which is another platform that continues to do well. Right. And I believe in the past we've talked about live stream. Yeah. Uh, platform. Sure. We've talked about uh, cameras. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about that. I, I don't think we've spent a lot of time talking about microphones, but to some degree we have. I don't think we want to name the show the podcast show because that's the, what they've called the London event. Mm, right. That might piss them off. Hey, hey, London folks, I own podcast.show. So you, there you, you, go. you that money that you guys are bringing in for all those big sponsorships, you know, I'm, I got a deal for you. Todd, yeah, are you going to go to that? You're going to do that? I'm going to go. If they, I don't know if I'm going to be an exhibitor. We're still on the fence on being an exhibitor. How about you guys? You guys going as an exhibitor or are you still on the fence? We are completely on the the fence. Really pretty much any event except for uh, podcast movement. Yeah. You know, there's too many unknowns. And to start writing yep. checks for an event that may, or, you know, look at what's going on in the UK right now. They got a new strain. They're locked down again. So, you know, yeah, they're saying the vaccine is still going to be effective, but yeah, we're I'm, on the fence. I'm really worried that we're, we are in a new normal. Nah. I don't know. I hope it's not that case. But, well, you know, the longer this goes, the more it's going to be hard to get we, out of. We need to stop using that word. What's that? New normal. Oh, okay. Temporary new normal. Well, but our, let's let's think about this. We're always living in a new normal. Aren't no, we? we're not. No, we're not. We're we're we are creatures of habit. Well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really saying that. The normal just, is taking your yeah. kids to the ball game, going to a football game, going to a basketball right. game, doing sporting events, doing high school graduations, visiting your friends, hanging out at a pool party, going on skiing trips together. That's normal. Right. And we need to get back to normal because right. I... This no, is, I agree with you. Todd. I got to be I, careful I, here I, because I, this I, can turn kind of, it could sound political, but when I... I got my COVID no, it test. Shouldn't be, it shouldn't be political. Yeah, when I got my COVID test to go to Hawaii with their trusted quote unquote partner, I got that test at 1030 Eastern Standard Time because my flight was leaving at 915 Central Standard Time on Wednesday the 23rd. And I had to be no, no less than no more than 72 hours from my departure. And the rule was I was supposed to have my COVID test result back before the airline was wheels in the wells, so I wouldn't have to quarantine for 10 days. Right. Well, their COVID provider did not get the test back until I was wheels in the well. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to have to quarantine. So I bought the internet access on the flight. And about 2 o'clock Central Standard Time, my COVID test shows up negative. I uploaded into the Hawaii system. And when I landed, they gave me an absolute ration of shit. And really? got off the airplane. They're not aloha. 
please stand in line and maintain social distancing. Uh, They're yelling at us, stand in line, maintain social distancing, keep your mask up. And I'm like, wow, what did I just enter? And it was hmm. the attitude was, we don't want you here. That's what came across to me, having flown uh, into Hawaii many wow. times. And I got to the desk and the lady, and I had a little QR code on my phone. And the lady says, papers, please. And I was like. Papers, please. Papers, please. I said. Really? Do you understand the negative connotation? And she kind of looked at me and said, in World War II, the Nazis would demand papers, please, kind of in that same tone. I said, isn't the mm -hmm. correct response, aloha, welcome to Hawaii, can I see your QR code? Isn't that the right response? I pissed her off. But I, I, I wasn't going to stand for the right. that type of dialogue. And I put my phone up, showed my QR code, she scanned it. And you right. uploaded your results while you were in the air. And I'm like, yes, because your trusted partner couldn't get your test back in 72 hours. Argued, 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 called the supervisor over, argued, argued, argued. And finally, I probably browbeat him enough where he let me go and I didn't have to quarantine. <laughs> and uh, I won. So, you know, I, but in Hawaii, it's, uh, our culture is being, changed by the messaging and people are in my opinion there i felt that they were scared scared to death to be around anyone not even right. not even i've never seen this even here in michigan right. i don't see people being scared to be around people yes you have your mask you maintain social distancing right you know you do the arm bump if you're gonna do anything. There's no more aloha hugs or anything like that. Right. You know, but to me, it, it shocked me how bad, how, how, how freaked out people were. And there's no reason, there's no reason to be this freaked out. And I think there's irreparable harm has been done to people mentally based upon all this messaging that's different from state to state. And you look at Florida, yeah. go down to Florida. I felt like I'm free. I felt like I just got let out of prison. <laughs> and then I, mean, I go to, I go to Hawaii and it feels like it's, you know, like an oligarchy overrule. <laughs> yeah, I would say in the early days of the, of, of the whole COVID thing, um, I did some traveling and, and yeah, people, especially back in those times, I'm not seeing it as much today, but we're, we're, we're definitely, if they saw another human being, they basically went the opposite. <laughs> right. right? They, well, that, that's still I mean, the, that, I, mean, I mean, you could have been a hundred feet apart and just seeing another right, person right. caused the other person to go <laughs> the other direction. I, I walked right. my daughter's dog. Right. There's no one on the street right. and there's a lady on the other, and I didn't wear a mask to go walk my dog right. Right. or her dog. And I went up three blocks crossed over, came back down. It wasn't like I went for a five mile walk. And there was a right. lady that was over on the other, a hundred feet from me, pointing at me, <laughs> pointing Don't at me. Dare come close. No, pointing at me no. and ask me where my mask was. I'm like, we're outside. Oh, it's a oh, hundred feet of separation. Right. Uh, really? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So I was like, wow, I'm in a, I'm in a different location. But no, we need to get back to normal. Yeah. No, I don't think you'd, you'd hear anybody disagree <laughs> with that. I just wonder, you know, like you've just said, Todd, I think the logical question is, you know, what damage has been done That's, and how, how oh, long is it going to be before the, we the, actually. The damage, trust? the damage is not just businesses. The damage is mental. I think people right. have really been brainwashed. So. Or they've been. They've been expected to change their perceptions, right? And well, that's, that's what's happened here, and it, and in some cases, maybe it's the right thing. In some cases, maybe it's the wrong thing. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to get into. And again, as I keep telling people, it's not a politics question. And as I keep telling people, I wear a mask. I social distance. Right, I do the same thing. Okay, but I don't wear a mask when I'm in my car. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> and if Why you think you I should, and if you think I should, then you, go, you know you can yell at me. But <laughs> but what was more disappointing was the airline got on. They told us, kept saying it before we depart. I should have figured it out before we depart. You, drinking of your own personal alcohol is illegal. They said it about right. five times before we got on the airplane. I'm thinking, why that? Why is that announcement out there? And, of course, they're saying no food. Make sure you bring food with you. But you couldn't buy no food because there was no food places open. Well, there was in Chicago. Right. There wasn't in Hawaii. Hawaii was like blackout. It was you know, nothing. Right. If you didn't bring something to the airport to eat, you were going to starve. And uh, so, anyway, uh, I had food, bought in food in Chicago. That's good. And got on the airplane. And, of course, the cart comes around. And she goes, what would you like? I said, two Jacks and Cokes. No liquor. No liquor? Yeah, no liquor. You want water or soda? So you can give water and you can give soda, but you can't give liquor? Uh, Okay. Water is water. Liquid is and liquid is liquor. So where's the problem? (laughs) Right, right. Oh, but then I found out first class had liquor. Oh. So first class could have liquor, but coach couldn't have liquor. Well, why? What logic was that? Of course, there's no. So maybe the logic is we're not feeding them. So if we give them liquor, they're going to get drunk. Well, you can also have liquor, but limit liquor. It it just, I'm, I'm bamboozled. It's just like you can have 500 people in Walmart. <laughs> and go in and shop in Walmart, but you can't go into a restaurant and sit down and have eight feet of separation from you and someone else and have dinner. So, you know, again, it's just this arbitrary bullshit that's been put out from state to state on rules that actually make no sense and, you know, supposed science. <laughs> yeah. You thought I was. Uh... Noticing in pod news today that there was a a story in there about um, Spotify's current podcasting problem that they have. Yeah, they've had Um, it for a while. The loophole that allows remixes of unreleased songs Mm -hmm. to hide in plain sight. It's uh, It's a little bit of a convoluted issue, but I did see in the article that's talking about it, uh, it talks about derivative works. So, yeah. but 
wasn't that one of the clauses in it is. the um, in the anchor terms of service that they have the rights to create derivative works out of oh, your podcast? Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. Um, but this this article is it, talking about derivative um, works of music of of music, right? Right. Uh, and and how that's a form of infringement. It is of con. Well, creators, but but yet Anchor is doing this in their terms of service for podcasters. It's completely legal for a band to create a cover. Right. But it's completely illegal unless you are licensed like Brian Abbott is to play for someone a, else to do it, to play a cover and deliver di- digitally. Right. You know, it's so it's so insane. The copyright right. laws. So yeah. again, do not put music in your podcast of any type unless you have right. absolute 100% clearance. And if you submit it to us, if you submit it, if you're on, on Spotify, you could be delisted and they do it all right. the time. They take shows down. We're getting notices all the time. But yet anchor has that in their terms of service that they can do that with your podcast. Hmm. Because guess right. what? Podcasters don't have the same rights as music artists. I guess so. Um, though Facebook has been doing this kind of stuff for a long time too. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, um, Facebook will take your your photographs, your metadata, and, and they'll you... create videos out of it. They'll create. I mean, yep. I mean, you'll see these these videos yep. like between friends. Sure, uh, you I delete those for, things all the time. Pisses the, me off. The last five years or yeah, whatever, and yeah. they'll, they'll they'll grab your pictures and you'll they'll superimpose it on, on yeah. top of an animation or something yeah. like that. They've done a that's, derivative work of your. That's, that's a derivative work, but of you, your content. But you don't have right of copyright in Facebook, right? Though, does Facebook have the right to? bypass that rob have you read their 800 page terms of service i know but <laughs> and, and do they legally have a right to they, they can have terms of service in there all they want in minus but, 22 font <laughs> but if it ever went to a judge yeah i don't know they view your pictures as your copyright i would say that they would i would think so but again we got to read the terms of service no i know i'm sure someone has done that right so yeah so there's an element that comes back to bite them a little bit here on this. And no log rhythm is going to detect those derivative works because they are someone else's interpretation and cover. A few, few mm-hmm. chords added here, a few chords added there, a change up of the tempo. This is happening on TikTok too. It's a big thing on TikTok. They're taking songs like... Th- they're taking, uh, yeah. you know, pieces of, there's something that's, um, in TikTok, right. you hear this, oh no, oh no, oh no. It's like uh, leading up to something. And that is a derivative of a Fleetwood Mac song, which was a derivative of some other artist because Fleetwood Mac had done it, a derivative of it. And so, you know, it's, there's all kinds of crazy things that are they're having yeah. problems with. 
because there's very few original ideas left anymore. Once in a while, someone comes up with something original. Yeah. But, yeah. And the, by the way, TikTok all, is the place where to get the news now. That's where you get real news. Really? Oh, absolutely. You, you'll see stuff on there. I saw, I saw at least 50 different clips of stuff that from the bombing in Nashville. Was it Nashville? Where was it? Where oh, was I mean, it? like, like real videos that well, people had captured. It was stuff from people's, uh, security cameras and all kinds of stuff that people had sourced and linked and shown did captures of, and that's where the news is at, you know? And of course right. there's a conspiracy theory going around about that explosion, but you know, that of aside, right. Right. that aside, that's where, you know, and that's where, you know, you get to see all the clips that you'll never see anywhere else. So. Yeah. I think in the early days of Twitter, Twitter had that reputation too, yeah. as I recall, right? As a place for like citizen journalists, mm -hmm. that kind of concept was a big thing back when Twitter first started. And it's real easy to surface the stuff. So you just heart a few of those clips like that that people have clipped and all of a sudden then you get a stream of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and some of those mashups are, you know, that, that they're talking about here that are using clips of music that, um, aren't owned by the creator are getting millions and millions and millions of views. Yeah. They're reaching lot. So this morning during our morning meeting, my, uh, Mike Dow, he's out on vacation and I, and we were talking about, uh, support things that things have been a little bit slow. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my tech support guys says, Todd, you jinxed us this morning. <laughs> they've been slammed all day. Oh, they've been slammed all day. Oh, yeah. So thanks, I said, uh, yeah, they, that's what they're saying now. Thanks <laughs> to, yeah, right. for me for jinxing them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Everybody said it. Oh, oh you the, go ahead. And another, uh, Lincoln pod news from today <clears throat> says, the embarrassing secret for many corporate podcasters oh. is how few downloads they receive, says the, the UK Matt Deegan in a blog post, uh, adding that uh, generating an audience of more than 35,000 downloads per episode puts you in the top 1% of all podcasts. I would say it's actually higher than 1%, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I talked about this a little bit on our podcast insider show that I recorded this morning, um, not necessarily in reference to that, but I referenced, right. you know, I was kind of do my own like little year in review and some reflections. And I basically said that a lot of corporate, you know, for the first two months of the pandemic, 90% of my calls was from corporate clients wanting to start podcasts, public and private. And the, takeaway that I had was that they were closing the loop. They already were doing YouTube. They're already doing Instagram. They're already doing Facebook. They're already doing Twitter. They were looking to close the circle of, and so they added podcast, which is a tier of connection they didn't have. And right. that where they may have done really well on YouTube didn't guarantee success as a podcast and they would have to work and cross promote across all these social media platforms to build big audiences. So 
I had read later, I read that article. I got the email later um, after, coincidentally after I had recorded the show. And I agree with him that I think some corporate folks may, may pull back. Well, we look what Audible did. You know, Audible was in, out, in, out. Now they're in, and I think they've got a good strategy. So I think it's going to take some of these corporate companies some time to figure out, figure it out. I mean, I mean, like with Audible, the fourth time is the charm. <laughs> was it four or three or four? Well, three or four times yeah. they've, they've been in and out of the podcasting medium. Oh, um, by the way, yeah. after tomorrow, when it says it's New Year's, mm-hmm. hindsight is no longer 2020. Really? Remember that phrase? Well, hindsight's 2020. That's yeah, what right. people have always said. Right. <laughs> well, it'll be 2021. So, yeah, but you normal, Todd. That's so that's, hindsight is yeah, 2030. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 2040? Is that what it is? Well, we're going to have to change the year. You know, hindsight can no longer be 2020. <laughs> right. it has to be 2021. Right. right. Well, you know, but people have been saying hindsight is 2020 since 1985, you know, so. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and some of you are like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. It's the year. <laughs> yeah. It can't be 2020 any, you know, beyond now. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that this corporate thing that we were talking about here is, um, is a little bit of a reflection of what the earlier conversation that we were having right. about content, right? Yeah. Um, corporations typically have a hard time creating content that connects with people in the current era that we live in mm-hmm. because of the culture behind content creation doesn't facilitate, uh, like I say, organic conversation. <laughs> and so, I, sh- and I should also ask, add that that hindsight is 2020 is usually 20 slash 20 referencing 2020 vision. Vision, not the right. year. So it's not the year. Right. But yeah. But most it's people. It's a similar number. Yeah. yeah. Right. 2025. So I think uh, it, if you're a corporate podcaster or, you know, somebody that wants to get into content, um, I think you have to think a little bit more like an independent creator if you want yeah. to be successful. Absolutely. And, and less like how you've always created content for radio or how you've created content for television or. Uh, you have to think differently. And I, and I think to some degree what we're seeing with this clubhouse is a, is a little bit of a sign of really what's been brewing under the surface in this medium for a long time that hasn't been exposed, and that's the audience connection to these things. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've focused on that enough. In corporate, it's hard. It is hard. You know, we, you, know you guys do the feed. We do Podcast Insider. Yep. And... Um, We've tried to have an easy mix of things that is in the news, helpful tips. Yeah, you I did know. the same thing with the Spreaker Live show. Right? So, uh, you know, exactly to build a to build a, a successful corporate show is not easy. Mm-mm. So well, it really helps to have your corporate overlords um, keep their hands off too. <laughs> There's no way that's possible because big corporations, the bigger you are. And the analogy, the the analogy I I always like to give is CES. I walk into a 10 by 10 booth. Well, this is the example. This is the real world. 
right. walked into GoPro's 10 by 10 by 20 booth. I was only the third media person that had stopped to talk to them. Got to talk to their CEO, got to walk through their Gen 1 product. Looks like it's exciting, right? So right. what happens to GoPro? It becomes this mega, 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 mega company. And, right. you know, they've done all kinds of crazy things. They've done all kinds of promotions. They've teamed up with Red Bull, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I walk into their booth now and it's a 50 by 50 and I get handled. Right. Because they've hired a PR organization to come in and manage the media. Yeah. Right. And when I ask for the CEO's first name to talk to him and I can see him up on the second deck, I'm not getting access to him unless he looks down and say, Hey Todd, how you doing? Come on up. Right. You know, because of the handlers. So when you have a big company and there's a lawyer and there's a marketing team and there's PR and everything has to be scrutinized and they're only going to want to work with the big media companies too, right? And the big branded media companies typically will get favorable treatment. And we have a, um, you know, like my blueberry pro team, they work with, a, and boy, you know, they pull their hair out because, well, it's a very simple saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm -hmm. It's the same one with these big corporations. You can say, listen, maybe not that. How about this? Let's try that. No. We're going to do it this way. And you're like, right. okay, you're the boss. And then they don't, yeah. and I get this with podcasters all the time too. Mike laughs because Mike has, and, I, and okay, if you're an independent podcaster and Mike gives you a suggestion and you're listening and talking about my support guy and you argue with him. Rob, how many times have you had a podcaster argue with you? Argue. I'm sure Dave gets it all the time where they argue with him. When Dave says, okay, why don't you, no. And they argue, they argue with you and you just kind of have to find and say, okay, it's fine. You're right. And then two weeks, three weeks, two months later, you're there back on the phone and you're like, okay, ready to go this way. So, it's okay to make up your own thing, but sometimes when someone tells you something, you just have to, and companies and independent podcasters the same way. Yeah. <laughs> You're being very quiet. Hey, Todd, I just, um, I've been playing around with another app. Oh my goodness. Uh, You've been, it's called, uh, it's called chalk and that's C H A L K. Mm -hmm. It's a chalk app <clears throat> and it's, it's another one of these um, audio conversation apps. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a, a, a few of them that are popping up now, but um, this particular one is more focused on creating a show, right? But what's different about this app, and it just happened just now, is a show that I had gone in <clears throat> and and liked uh -huh. um, just tried to call me to join them on their show. <laughs> really. Yeah. No invitation, just called you out of the blue. It says the paperclip club. Uh, it's a person join is, is calling you to join us. And does it say what topic is being, you know, this is like, a, like a club area. 
well, right? I, that they have their their fans, right? <clears throat> well, so I'd when have, they start doing their show, yeah. what happens is um, the the app has the process to be able to automatically dial all their followers. So are they doing the show in the app? <clears throat> yes. Huh. So when you call in, you call in through the app. And you listen to the show and you're not listen to the show, but they, listen to they the will live call show. you via the app. Chalk voice rooms. How do you get enough good enough quality to do this via an app? Sounds like a great thing to do on the web, but you're doing the show on an app? Hmm. They yeah. must have it wired up. Right. So, I mean, it's not going to be something that you typically use with a professional microphone like this, but. Right. Um, well, the know, example I mean, they give on their website is LA Podcasters. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Here it is, LA Podcasters. Connected. Hey, all. I'm free to right. chat for the next 30 of your minutes or so. Right. So, you know, that's what I'm talking about. There is some innovation happening around this stuff. And. Um, there's different models that are coming out. People are playing around with different ideas around bringing audiences together in audio shows. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I think but it's an interesting. I, how do I tie it into this? You know, that's the key. Well, Chalk would be a better platform for creating a podcast because it has hosts, right? It's like a regular show. Oh. Right? It's just that you have a much more engaged connection with your audience base. Mm. It's it, like I was just saying, it, it has a proactive outreach. <laughs> to get, they want you to join and they want you to contribute too. So, right. So On Chalk, talking to your group is always just a tap away. It's the all-in-one secure voice headquarters for your community. Join and right. build your own voice community to instantly connect with your friends. Talk instantly and simply joining the voice room. So, and then add another layer onto this too, is the growth and proliferation of community.com. I don't know if you've followed that and that's that text based, uh, community communications platform. Um, the she podcast network is now supporting it, hmm. uh, where it's using text messages because as we all know, what's the percentage of text messages that you open Todd? Mm, about. 60%. 60% of every text message you open? Yeah, because I get a lot of junk. I get a lot of Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. What's the typical open rate for an email? I have no clue. Less than 2%, right? Well, depends if it's business or personal. If it's personal, right. it's maybe 90% I delete before I even if open it's them. it's personal, right, right. If it's business related, it's about, well, if you throw out the junk that there's probably 50% junk. Right. This community platform, um, is claiming like a 90% open rate. What's it, what's it called? Community, what? Community.com. And it's an app or online. Uh, it's a text messaging, um, tool platform. So you can, you can connect with audience or people that you follow. The She Podcast Network is using this tool. So you sign up, you use the phone number that the She Podcast Network has, and you mm -hmm. sign up for it, and 
it's like getting in a newsletter of sorts, right? But you have to it be just, very right. careful on how much you push through that then. Right. You need to be careful on your frequency of impact, but but it has response mechanisms inside of it, right? The auto response and asking for so when you sign up, it creates it creates this process that you go through to wonder, sign up. To I wonder what it, it wonder what it cost. It's uh, it's rather expensive <clears throat> right now. I think it's like minimum of like ninety nine dollars a month. Wow. Well, for a company, a it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, exactly. Like the She Podcast Network, you know, where they have twelve, fourteen thousand members. Mm-hmm. Probably a good sized community that could take advantage of that kind of thing, or a company, or those kind of things. It right. just depends on if you, but you got to build be... that 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 type of relationship with your audience. Mm-hmm. Because it is a pretty personal. I mean, texting is a considered a fairly personal connection. Right? Uh, Rob, uh, let me look at my text here. So I. Mean, I- Product, I mean, for most people, product people, alert, right. special sales, wild bills, flash sale, a notification, 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 Gmail verification, spectrum service alert, appointment confirmation. Well, and it's then true. It, if you give your, your phone number well, out to right, platform right, right, that right, will right. use it this right, way. Right. It's the same principle, though. Yeah, same principle. Yeah. So I don't necessarily call it, well, it's personal if it's family, you know. But Well, if they have your phone number, they can send yeah, you a text. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So that's the key. Mm-hmm. Cleaning up my text messages. <laughs> so, Rob, we're, we're at 90 minutes. We are. Yes, we are. We've, we've covered the, covered the ground here. So let's just talk a little bit about what's going on. For sure, okay. there will be uh, two shows. The question is, are we going to do a show this weekend? So this is, i got to go to 2021. Holy cow. January 2nd. Do you think we should do a show I'm, this Saturday? I'm, I'm cool with it if you are. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I really enjoyed the four-day holiday. You want another four day holiday? Don't you? Actually, I do, yeah. I do. Yeah. So l- okay. let's let's come let's come back on the sixth. On the sixth, okay. Yeah, I, I I'm just being selfish here a little bit. Okay. But it was fantastic to have some time off. We've been doing the show long enough. I don't think people are gonna be totally pissed off that we missed a show, or you know, we're doing that already. But um, I, I guess the next question then too is, you know, going forward. Do we do we go back to one a week or do we stay two a week? Um, this two a week thing's a pretty big commitment long term. So I guess the audience should answer that. You know, can you guys handle us doing? And if we do go one a week, do we need to go to two hours? <laughs> well, that or which day do we go? Do we go on Saturday? Or we go on Wednesday. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If we decide to go to one a week, I would prefer it be Wednesday and get my Saturday back. Because my weekends are becoming more important to me from a brain standpoint. Right. Because I'm stuck yeah. in, if you think about it, we're stuck in the office all week. Right. And then we, That's true. 
And then if we're going to do a down day, I know, I guess Saturday seems to be pretty, you know, pretty kicked back too for the audience. They have more time to listen on Saturday. Yeah. Cause they're not at work. Yeah. But I guess the question then really folks is, would you rather have us on Saturday? But you know, is, we're not serving later, later in the day or, or is earlier in the day. Well, it all depends. Better you, on Saturday. Yeah, you never know. So, because it's... I mean, if you look at the West Coast, that's 9 a.m. 9 a.m. still pretty early. I would not want to go later. Late. I wouldn't want to go later. Right. Yeah, and no you, way. And you really shouldn't go any earlier because of right. the West Coast. Right. right. So, anyway, I guess we're kind of looking for your guys' feedback here. Um, we've been doing two a, two a week now since, what, that's March. March. And uh, April, we, like we always find enough to talk about. But I think that, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just looking, try to, you know, just like everyone else is, you know, is this sustainable and uh, able to keep my mind without having a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. And, and is the, audience for what we're doing is it is it holding up or is it yeah it's holding down it's or? holding up is but, it yeah okay. the audience numbers are holding up so they're tuning in they're not giving as much feedback though <laughs> well so, it's the holidays too well it's true but you know you guys have nothing else to do but listen to podcasts so <laughs> tell us what you think if you've listened this far or did you already punch out todd at blueberry.com at geek news on twitter yeah. Um, I, I can be reached an email to, uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. Actually, we have our own email address. We for, haven't for used them. We need to, <laughs> we need to log so, into it. I'm paying five bucks a month for it. Well, no, I thought it was redirecting over to my Gmail. Oh, maybe yours is. You'll have I to test it, it. You'll have to test I it. I think it is. I think it is. Cause I get emails. Oh, really? I don't have anything redirected. So off of that domain. Name. I should go look at that. Because I have yeah, Todd I think at it's New- Rob at newmediashow.com. Right? Yeah, and I've got Todd at newmediashow.com, but I do not have it redirected. So there oh, might be there might be eight hundred emails in there and people yelling at us, how come you're not responding to this email? Well <laughs> where is that email listed? Is it listed on the website? Nowhere. Nowhere? Nowhere. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. It's a secret. So for now it's Rob G at Libson.com or at right. Rob Greenley. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch, watch. We'll get a bunch of emails to rob at newmediashow.com. Yeah. Or, or what you could do is really make an interesting, send it to rob at libsyn.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be a good thing to do. Yeah. Bring in Mr. Rob Walsh into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> too many Robs at one company. Uh, well, yeah. two is... Two is too many, I guess. <laughs> you have to submit a court paperwork to change your name to Ralph. <laughs> well, I I was told, and I think there was a joke being played on me. I think, but I was told on a on a on a Lipson call that that the IT folks had created a Robs at Lipson.com, <laughs> but actually it doesn't actually exist. So, oh, so if you, so if you email Robs at Lipson.com, it'll bounce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I may, I may have to test. 
Harold says, actually, looks like it has three in-app options for monthly membership, $4.99, and $9.99. So chalk, that's what it cost. So, all right, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thanks for staying subscribed. Give us some feedback. Let us know. And I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Have a safe New Year. Be safe out there. Take care of your loved ones. Yeah. And uh, give us some feedback. So, and by the way, if you go to Hawaii, have your preppers ready. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be going to Hawaii anytime soon. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh my God. You're not going back. Well, I I will. I'll go back. Now I know it's not that hard to get in there, but have you ever had to wear a mask for 10 hours straight? No, I'm not looking forward to that either. It sucks. Yeah. And they don't let you wear the bandana ones anymore because those aren't officially, they're too thin. So, well, I still have a little bit of a stash of in, in 95 masks. So. <laughs> well, I saw a lady wearing a mask, a face shield and a plastic suit. Now, oh my goodness. I, and I got to thinking and the airplane wow. wasn't too cool. I'm <laughs> thinking, Wow. Woo. Woo. Sweat the storm. Woo. That's, right. That's a little toast, little toasty. <laughs> little ripe coming out of that. Experience. Oh yeah. I'm glad I wasn't sitting beside her. <laughs> right. All right, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you All next right. time. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks everybody. Bye.